Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChambaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits. Making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. Florence. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you gonna pay? And his partner, Fader Top Ender Stevenson. For Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Rob Florence and I am joined as ever with the wonderful The Machine from Stephen Sheen. You sent it, Rob. You all right? It's Grado himself, the father-to-be, the radio star, the star of Scott Squad, the star of Two Doors Down, the star of, lest we forget, Test Drive. Yep, Test Drive. But we're on new tracks every week. Do you have your trackies for test gear in the house or no? No, I think, I think you've asked me this. Would you wear one of them next week for us? I don't have, no, honestly, I had to give them back. Oh, that's right, you give them all back, didn't I you? I had to give them back, but there was a, a woman, the woman at the Q8 garage was serious. She wanted to buy a few half me. I says, I've not got them. I had to hunt them back, so. Fucking BBC. Well, welcome everybody to the show. Uh, like I said, my name's Rab Florence. This is a wrestling podcast, and we are going to be t- talking about wrestling, aren't we, Grado? I bet you. What you? What you then? I've been filming. I was filming a day. I was filming a B- B- new BBC sitcom series called The Scots, uh, which is about a, a Scottish family and their ups and downs, their turmoil, and their tribulations and their, their disasters and their joys. Can I ask you a question about it? Yes, right? brother. Yes, you brother. Know how sometimes, brother, that the pilot. Ails and then the, the the you know the network might turn around and go gonna kind of change that character. Are you gonna do that? Is there any changes that you're allowed to tell us for the for the for the pilot? No, there wasn't really any changes to be honest. They they kind of let us just go with it, and uh, we made some changes ourselves. But uh, just just you know, I think it's going it's going to be better than the pilot. It's going to be better than the pilot. So uh, check it out when it comes out. Of course, uh, wrestling connection there is uh, Jack Jester, uh, the wrestler. Oh, ICW, uh, who had some incredible matches with former WWE champion uh, Drew McIntyre, yeah. uh, fantastic wrestler. Uh, he is part of the cast, prominent part of the cast, important part of the cast. He's buzzing for that, So you need to be watching that. He does one arm push-ups in the show. We're looking forward to it. <laughs> Let's Is that see. why Grado didn't get the gig, Rab? <laughs> no, I mean, look, Grado is... We couldn't afford Grado. Let's let's uh, just be clear uh, here. Yeah, let's just on. be clear. Um, 
Now, let's go back to see what the punters are saying. Let's see what the punters are filling us in with this week. Have you got any news, Grado, before we move on? Hey, hold After on, your big news last week. No, but you know what? I've been watching all wrestling on the old YouTube. I don't want to take up too much time, right? But I swear to God, right? Do you know what I tend to a wee notion Watching backstage things and unaired things, right? So mm-hmm. I found this WCW channel. Now, I, I straight away messaged Ian Andrew Dice Clay to see if he'd seen this. Of course he had seen it. He's been in tap yet. But do you know what I sat for about four hours watching? There's obviously a guy that worked for WCW in the 90s, right? And right. he records the hour before the show starts. So you're basically watching nothing for the first 40 minutes. And then the dark match comes out. Dave Penzer comes out and goes, Ladies and gentlemen, one of the WCW, we want to make sure that everyone's safe. No lizard pens. And I swear, I watched a good four or five of them, which it just intrigues me. I love all that. And it made That's me. That's the good stuff in it. That's the good stuff seeing that stuff. It made me buzz to get back on shows. Let's see just that whole. What, I mean, I, I don't know if. I don't think there's any better feeling as a wrestling fan when you walk into an arena and you see the ring and the lights are off. There's that kind of magical, oh my God, this is the cool. Anticipation, the, the anticipation. The anticipation and then how it starts. And um, there was another thing that I watched, right? Because I started watching, there's a, there's a YouTube account that's called, oh, pardon me, there's a YouTube account called Handheld Cams, right? And it's all the, dark, it's all the house show stuff. Yep. And I watched this cracking match that you need to watch that's so, it's it's like a kind of, it's a camp match. It's a camp. So what happens is it, the match, it's for, it's for Fort Lauderdale in May 2002. It's one of the last WWF shows, mm-hmm. right? And it's Hogan and Rock on a house show versus Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho and it's amazing. It's a guy that's in the crowd and just the, the noise, you hear the, the, the entrance music, the boo yeah, you know, the stuff that you don't see in telly, you know, like Jericho going up, boo, and Hogan yeah, posing, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a simple match. It's just middle, it's just such a, just a kind of normal match, a couple of hot tags. The crowd are amazing and it's just a basic match, but because of who's in it, it's fucking tremendous. Go out your way to watch this match, man. I've watched it twice since Sunday night. Beautiful. I'll, I'll watch it. I love that kind of stuff. It's brilliant. I love that kind of stuff. Let's see what the punters are saying. Ian, go and touch. No way, Ian Connell, who I work with. Just another guy called Ian. He says, your stories about boxing Glasgow the other week uh, reminded me of the newspaper headline, Burniston Rab flushed with excess. After he spent the night sleeping in the toilets there, he then proceeded to chronicle the whole story on Twitter. And that's right. That was um, the time I got absolutely pushed in box. Yep. And right, let me tell you the story, right? <laughs> <laughs> because the mere time has passed, the mere I think about this, and people, and I've thought to myself, people are going to think I was like on drugs or something, right? That's, that's what I would assume. See, if I was reading that somebody had crashed out in the toilets somewhere, that's what I'd assume. But actually, I was just absolutely steaming drunk, right? And I was in... And I was sitting on the toilet pan with the seat down, texting people, right? So I was texting Jen and all that, and I was texting people. Um, and then the next thing I knew, I was just fucking, the lights were out. Like, genuinely, I was, like, sending texts, and I was, like, leaning back and kind of laughing and sending texts to people and bamming people up and all that. And then it was pitch black. Did you, were, you, were you chronicling this on Twitter at the time? No, no, because I woke up and I was like, oh my God. And I went and I walked and I opened up the door of the toilets and I looked out and it was just a dark, empty pub. And, and what, time, what time was this? And uh, oh, what time would this have been? It must have been at this point about maybe six in the morning or something. Like, <laughs> so, and, and I went like that, right. 
I'm going to have to, I'll go and I went out into the pub. And first of all, I went, and now I'm fear to walk out of this toilet in case there's an alarm on, right? Alarm. There's an alarm sensor that fucking goes off. So first of all, I had to kind of slowly kind of edge out and I was looking for any wee blinking red lights to see if, and then I was doing the, hello, hello, <laughs> while I was in fucking Scooby-Doo, right? And then I went to the, I went to the front door and I, I went and I tried the front door and I was like, oh fuck, it's locked. This is giving me the fear. I'm locked in here, right? And then, so then I was like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do? What do you, uh, well, like, what do you do? There's no, uh, you know what I mean? You've had no prep for what you do in a situation like this. It's no like people go to you, right, see if you ever get fucking fall asleep and get locked in a pub, right? This is where you phone this number and then there's no protocol. So I was like, what am I going to, what am I going to do here? And I thought the only thing I can do here is fucking style it out, make a joke it. Style it out and make, we'll get the fucking punters involved. That's what I thought. <laughs> that was my first reaction. Let's get the fucking punters involved. Here I'm fucking, hang, you know what I mean? That's showbiz. I was like, I'm going to start working it. Start working it, man. That's wrestling, baby. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I was like, I start working the gimmick here. But in truth, I was kind of like, this is a fucking nightmare. Right? And then, so I went back into the toilet and I was like, oh, and then I was like, started tweeting it as if it just happened, right? So that was a bit of a work. I was like, I've just woken up. I'd actually woken up like 20 minutes before, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've just woken up. No, as well, I just... And, you, you know, and that was running about the point where suddenly I heard the door open outside and I started to hear a bit of noise, right? And I was like, oh, somebody's here. But then yeah. I started listening at the toilet door and I heard there was a woman, right, outside. Oh, no. Hi, lad. She's walking about and I was like, oh, f- this is this is bad again because this if I bad. suddenly fucking come out, well, she's in mm-hmm. and I just fucking appear at the door, she's going <laughs> to absolutely shit herself, <laughs> right? And then it get so I goes like that and I kind of open the door a wee bit to look out to see if she's there. And I was like, I hope she doesn't turn around and look. And there's a fucking guy. <laughs> look, no, right. I hope she doesn't turn and look. Um, and it, I, I couldn't fucking believe my eyes what I saw. There was a fucking wee boy about 10 years old. It's a wee boy about 10 years old cutting about, right? So this woman, well, she worked in the place or whatever. She was here to kind of clean up and she brought her wee boy, right? To kind of cut a boot with her. And I'm, and I'm fucking there taking me to the toilet. And that's we fucking boys looking at me. Now I'm like, hiya, ma. Hiya. Like, I'm the, you know what I mean? You've heard the, you've heard the Santa and the tooth fairy. I'm the toilet guy. I'm the guy for the toilet. So I come out and I say, listen, I've been, I've been crashed out. And what does he say? What does the wee boy do you go hiya? The boy was just say? like, ma, mommy. And kind of the woman came and. And the woman was so nice. The woman was really nice. You know what I mean? I was like, can I get a photo with you? Because people are following us on Twitter and all that. So we did the photo and all that. And I left and I was like, but I was absolutely fucking mortified, right? And it was like, and in my defense, right? My ma just died like a week before. So I was like, I was out and I was getting wrecked. Aye. And I was just in a, a state. And you know yourself, Grado. You're knowing mm-hmm. your, you're, you're your right fucking mind. Absolutely. Right? So I was, yeah. I was like, just knowing my right mind. Um... <laughs> And I was just, and I was walking up the street and I couldn't believe this, right? So this was like 20 minutes after I left the pub, I'm walking home and like the absolute fucking unbelievable walk of shame, right? Walking home for this, people messaging me, you all right, you all right? No, what's going on, are you all right? And the phone rings. Son. It's the fucking right. BBC, right? It's BBC Scotland, they're like, we just uh, we just wondered if you'd like to come on the radio this morning to talk about... <laughs> You're making a, an absolute arse of yourself on the fuck. I was like, no, I don't think I'll come on and uh, I don't 
think I'll come on and talk about this. It was like unbelievable. But anyway, there you were. That was that. Yeah, that that's, I love that. That is brilliant. The best. <laughs> Hiya. <laughs> that was a story. No, whenever I work with anybody, you know what I mean? It's like, no, it's like I'm like, work with some new people, and I go, go, who is this guy? What has he done? No, oh, he's dead. They wrote that, he wrote that, he crashed out in these toilets, fell asleep. You know what I mean? It's no good, is it? Oh, anyway, fucking brilliant. so uh, Paul would like to add to the wrestling songs that contain the words on your knees. We were talking right. about this last week, Grado. Remember, uh-huh. um, your, your riddle, Grado's amazing riddle, <laughs> but uh, apparently, Jack Swagger. His theme was actually called On Your Knees. Forgettable tune. I didn't like that. Ding, 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 ding. Was that the kind of Rage Against the Machine type song, John? I can't even remember at all. Was it? It was. Right, okay. So John's eating free. his dinner. John's eating his dinner there. Oh, sorry. After hearing the episode with MP Mark Fletcher, we go on where we discuss the future of wrestling, right? Robert Rams, right? Oh, Robert Rams. Go in touch and said, Hey, Grado, he's only talking to you, isn't he talking to me? Just listening to the Wrestling Daft podcast, you will have to be my guest in the Commons to meet the what is this? To meet who when things that get back to normal? All party parliamentary group and wrestling. This is the all party parliamentary group wrestling when things get back to normal. Grado, will you accept the offer? Grado, will you accept the challenge to be the guest in the Commons to meet the all party parliamentary group? Um. If for sandwiches. Well, if I'm doing that neck of the woods, but I don't know what it kind of... Is, is this a booking offer? <laughs> no, after taking baby names for Grado last week, Gaz reached out with a picture of a Doug and says, just listen to the podcast, guys. My boy is eight and he's called Austin. That's not a way, <laughs> no. It's not a way, no. It's a Doug. So, but right, I'm just... going to just... No. What are you going to say, Grado? I just wanted to say thanks for no grasses this week. I was a bit paranoid. <laughs> That at the weekend, Stephanie's going, you've been talking about we're going to come our way on your fucking podcast. Thankfully, it stayed within these four walls. I appreciate it. Then I get out there. Stayed so in the locker room. Stayed in our locker room, didn't Aye. it? No, I just want to say something. that They'll see these people that talk like their dog is their Wayne. It's no, it's a fucking dog. So don't, I, I don't want any of this on this show. Whereas like, well, this is my boy. This is my Wayne. No, it's a dog. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was a the boy in my way that called his dog Grado and he got rid of it after like fucking three months. So I don't even know if it's still called Grado. Yeah, I was that. like, I literally was like three months. He was at the show and he went, I've just got a new dog called Grado. And then that, and then I think about three or four months later, I, I wanted like maybe like a picture of it and I tried to track it down. He's like, no, nah, we sold it. It's <laughs> 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 sad. I shouldn't laugh at that, but there you go. Yeah, Jim Carnett would be like, that's good. He's still being a dog now. He's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, Darth Sinobi asks off the back of the Jeff Jarrett interview does Rab really have beef with him does he have beef with Jeff Jarrett I saw what's a crack yeah I was only joking I don't actually have beef with him I'm actually a big fan of Jeff Jarrett I was uh. just I just wasn't available for the interview uh, Karate Warrior 2 says hey Rab and Grado what's the most what's the most embarrassing wrestling related thing people have done out there I remember ripping the cable out of the 566 kilobytes modem connected to the computer because I was pissed at my old, older brother and shouting, I've got the stroke, like a crazed JJ. <laughs> and Bob, your uncle, responded to me when he was a wee guy in the playground. He accidentally <laughs> threw his new Steve Austin figure onto the school roof and it got stuck in the gutter. You couldn't hold back your tears. I've told the story plenty of times, but probably probably wearing my grand's tights and blading myself with a glass ginger bottle and then getting caught off my Uncle Jimmy. Uh, 
I mine would probably be wrestling around my sister's back and doing a move in London on my back on the top of an old dishwasher that had been put out the back, like flat back right on the dishwasher, which is a kind of the kind of move they would do in AEW you now. Oh, mate, can I just say, have you seen that? that did I put it in the chat this morning? I have. We're going to be putting it in the... Um, wow. We'll be talking about it in the, the berry, but I'm right, sure. Okay. Stevie adds, I remember going to the ICW show at the Hydro in 2017. It was the first wrestling show I'd attended for donkeys, and I was wearing a Bullet Club T-shirt. I mean, I was waiting in a queue to grab a beer. Another guy who was also wearing a Bullet Club T-shirt was passing me by, right, carrying three pints. I put up a wolf sign. I said, too sweet, mate. The guy quite rightly looked at me and said, Fuck's sake, mate, really? <laughs> the whole queue looked at me as if I let half a massive fart what a daddy I was. No, have I told that story before where I met somebody random in the tune wearing a Bullet Club t-shirt and I was away, my girlfriend at the time, and I went, oh, watch this. <laughs> watch this. Woohoo! Bullet Club. Ken, he's got, oh, that's great. Aye. He's got, hey, fuck, he just looked at me as if I two heats, you know that way? Aye. I, I'm like, I started thinking these t-shirts now being purchased by folk because non-wrestling fans you know mm-hmm. very embarrassing that was another embarrassing moment watch this <laughs> you see watch this I see you big in too sweet you'll be excited with this Bronze Cello says I can't believe that this didn't make Dark Side of the Ring with Brian Pillman we're doing a clash of the champions for TBS one time and I'm sitting at ringside going over my notes he's got to talk to me it's in crucially important and so I said okay so I put my paper up let's, let's talk not here we gotta go we gotta go to private okay you know, I had no idea what, he, what the deal was what calamity he was in could you know he had he had his share of uh, uh, issues with the ladies he had lots of lady friends uh, he was quite the ladies man so who knew you know who, who knew what Brian's issue was he said I gotta talk to him private so we go to the shower area, and he shows me. He says, "Okay, you ready?" I said, "Yeah." What is it? What's the problem? I got to show you something. So he swings the com- door to the to the commode stall open, and in that commode was the longest uninterrupted piece of uh, human waste known to man <laughs> if it wasn't 18 inches long I'm not wearing a black hat he had gone to the bathroom and taken meticulous effort to have a bowel movement uninterrupted because he knew something special was happening he got one of the referees one of the ring crew guys to stand guard at the co- at the stall most of the afternoon so that when the guys would come in he could go get them and bring him and show him his masterpiece. <laughs> I get used to you, man. JR's a good storyteller, isn't he, man? That was fucking brilliant. Did you uh, watch the Pillman Dark Side of the Ring? No, I've no, I've still not watched any Dark any Side of, of the Ring. Wow. But I need to, because I listened to Jericho's podcast and he had the boys for Dark Side of the Ring on it and they were talking about it, you know what I mean? And the guys clearly, they have a lot of respect for wrestling and uh, and the wrestlers. That was my concern. I was kind of, I'm not watching some trash. I think it's going to be shitting on. No, no. But I need to check it out. Definitely. And you out there, if you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook or email us at WrestlingDaft.gmail.com. Or can I add something I wanted to 
Absolutely, mate. I just... Um, <clears throat> right, so last week I had my riddle. You remember that? <laughs> Is this going to be a regular feature, Grado? Well, I've got something else I want to ask the rest of the universe. We should call this, we should call this the Matt Riddle. That's what we should call oh, this segment, riddle. right? So, Shamer was uh, Adam Shame, big friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously does his uh, takeaway deliveries at night. And he delivered um, a takeaway to a Mr. Jay Dugan and Renfrew. Um, Jay Dugan, D-O-U, and it's not exactly, um, it's not spelled the same as Duggan, but it's, it still was enough to tickle me. Uh, we then get chatting about how there must be people in Scotland with wrestlers' names. There, there's got to be Scott Hall out there. There's got, I, I, I went straight on Facebook, and if anybody knows the guy, Michael Foley, who lives in Falkirk uh, from Perth and Perth and Kinross, <laughs> and he's single, I'd like to get him on the show. I want to get somebody who has the, the, the name of a wrestler as their, their own name. I want them to come on the show and just we'll, we'll, we'll speak to them, see what it's like, what it's like living as Paul White. You know what I mean? Is there a, do you know what I mean? Is there a Brian Pillman in the UK, Scotland, whatever? So that's my, that's your riddle for this week. Get in touch if you know MD Wrestling Daft at Gmail. Is it, what is it, Wrestling Daft or something? Yeah, wrestling Daft at Gmail. And that is your Matt riddle for this week. Hey, it's John. And before we get into your buddies and putovers for this week, I need to tell you about ExpressVPN. It's the best way to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. We've talked about loads on Wrestling Daft. Basically, you can access Netflix from around the world. You can also access Peacock, so you can get all those new cool WWE documentaries that are on the network over there, as well as probably get a cheaper subscription on your WWE network as well. So use ExpressVPN to unblock content in other countries. It's going to let you change your online location so you control where you want sites to think you're located. You simply open up the app, select a location, tap one button to connect and refresh the page to access thousands of new shows and movies. Choose from a hundred different countries. Alex on the marks he loves using netflix japan to get all the anime stuff and that so you could do that and there's loads of options just have a great time just trolling netflix endlessly for hours and hours in different countries and you'll find something you like obviously if you're abroad um, and listen to the podcast in australia or america you can use expressvpn to access bbc iplayer so you can watch line of duty which i highly recommend you do and you can also use it for hulu as well so why should you choose expressvpn over other vpns that is the question you're asking yourself right now isn't it Uh, you can stream in hd no problem with the expressvpn there's no buffering or lag on it, it's going to be compatible with all the devices you've got there, your smartphones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, loads of stuff you can use ExpressVPN on, and not only is it going to let you change your location, it's also going to encrypt your data and let you surf the web safely and anonymously as well, easy for me to say. So we've got a special offer at Wrestling Daft, I've told you about it before, but just in case you don't know, head to expressvpn.com slash wrestling expressvpn.com slash wrestling as Rab says no backslashes you can spell that out as well expressvpn.com slash wrestling you're going to get an extra three months if you sign up for a year using our code so get involved expressvpn.com slash wrestling three months if you get a year woo now every week we like to a push Rab 
Yes. Well, you right. Grado's well. Grado goes and does a push. I, used I want to tell you that every week we like to separate the good for the bad in wrestling. We separate the podcast host who stays in his chair and does the show from the podcast host who goes away and does a push during an intro. Uh, and we're gonna, you know, we, we we like to bury some stuff for not being good, and we like to put over stuff that we enjoyed. And I want to put over. Randy Orton's we team up with Matt Riddle, which I'm very much enjoying at the minute because I think Randy Orton, you know I'm a big Randy Orton fan, and I think Randy Orton is just uh, good at taking something and running with it and making the best of it. I mean, he managed to survive the fiend, so uh, so it's been a pleasure to watch that. And what I want to bury this week, where we wait for Grado to come back for a pee, is what I briefly saw this morning. Um, I briefly saw this morning, and I don't know exactly who were the two women wrestlers involved. It was an AEW, and I only saw it before I was dashing out to work, and Grado had put it up in the chat, and he was like, fucking look at this. And I looked, and the lassie did this ridiculous move to the other lassie up in the top turnbuckle. Now, who was it, John? Who who was I it? Don't, I don't know who it was. I was trying to work out. It was on AEW Dark, I think. It was, it was the kind Let's of- find out the new, because I was just rushing out the door when I saw it. Yeah. And it was just a wee clip. And I was just like, what is going on there? While we're, while we're looking for that, Rab, I'm surprised you've went, not went to it. And we've, we've not, it's that surprisingly, none of the listeners have buried it. What did you make of the Chris Jericho fall from the cage? Well, it was rotten. Let's not make too, let's not make any bones about it. It was, that was, it was very poor particularly when they built up that match so much, for that to be the conclusion of the match was very poor. However, Chris Jericho is not to blame here. Uh, what's to blame? And even the finish of the match itself and how, how the match was booked, that's not to blame. The problem here is a problem that AEW has, and it's it's baffling to me because they have the resources to fix this. Uh, and as much as I love Tony Khan, and I respect him, and I consider him a friend... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is AEW has an issue in its production. AEW's production is it's inventive. Um it's inventive and it's creative, it's production, but it makes a lot of silly mistakes with some of the fundamentals of how you present wrestling on TV. And it's fine to do that kind of bump from the cage through onto the you know onto the mattress onto the onto the support land and it's fine to do it but you need to mask it you need to shoot it you need to shoot it cleverly and you need to hide it there was a way they could have shot that where it would have looked fine mm-hmm. actually if they probably um, i've not actually watched the full show but i would imagine even for the hard cam because it was onto the, the stage no was it yeah, onto the entrance even tram? for the hard cam would probably hard cam, you're fucking getting boom you see his face oh you know what I mean? Mate, they don't need to do it. That's the thing. They really don't need to do it because mm-hmm. it, it just it does it. Folk can see right through it. And if you're doing, if it looks contrived, we AEW's fan base are all over it. But they just don't need to do it. It was just a production mistake. It was a production mistake. Even something like you know a a bit of a longer fall, a deeper the mattress being lower underneath the, the, what he went through. It was just it was just the kind of mistake that the WWE don't make anymore. You know what That's I mean? Right. They kind of these are the wrinkles that the WWE have ironed out, and it's and it, and and this I guess is where production experience comes in. AEW is still a new promotion, still a new kind of production, and production experience would. I mean, this is after the exploding ring thing, which was embarrassing. 
So you've got the exploding ring thing, which was truly embarrassing. And then you have that, which was a, another kind of embarrassing finish to, to a match that they'd really hyped up to be incredibly violent and, you know, all of that. So, and it was, it was Tay Conti who did this move on AEW Dark. Uh, that Grado, Grado, you showed us that move this morning and I was just dashing out the door and I was like, what the fuck is this move? It's there's no need for it. There is need. I don't. I just don't get why there is nobody there, an agent to go right. No, don't be doing that. Because again, they don't need to do it. Was who was the per, who was who's that? Maddie, M- Maddie Rinkowski. Was, and she signed? Was a wrestler who had the move done here? Uh, she signed. Uh, I don't know actually. Just this just doesn't. Look, it just looks horrible. It looks horrible. Yeah, and what people are saying are damn right. It's your body isn't meant to bend that way, and it just ah, it's just ah. And you know what? I tell you what. I hate saying this, but there's somebody going to wind up with a, a Syrian. Somebody's going to get a Syrian. There's just. I would love to sit down with Tony Khan for five minutes. Uh, <laughs> you know, and just. We wouldn't talk about wrestling, I don't think. I think we just, you know, we'd have Film. a glass of wine and we just talk about life. Business. I think we just talk about life and I see a lot of similarities with who he is, you know what I mean? Aye. I'd say, um, Tony, I, I feel like I wake up every morning and I feel just happy to be here. Like life is a kind of miracle and I, I'm sure you feel Aye. the same, the amount of money your dad's got. So, <laughs> uh, let's see what the punt. Oh, you in? You want to bury a put over? I really? can't think no, I mean, I think about it. Just watching daft videos on YouTube gets me going. Well, let's see with the pun. <laughs> What's what? what that? YouTube videos, chocolate rain and all that. Uh-huh. Putting on. Chocolate rain. Alistair wants to bury Tam Cowan and Cosgrove's reaction to Grado going to a funeral where he met Kendo Nagasaki and they asked him if the person who had died was actually a deed or if it was a work. Normally I like them, but fuck's sake. Right. We're going to have to cut that. <laughs> Why? Because I made that up. That's all right. Don't cut that. I was that, so man. nervous. That's beautiful. Don't listen. Don't <laughs> cut that, Grado. Because realize you what you've what? done. What it's you've so done is you've you've actually worked, Alistair. It's beautiful. Alistair's got in touch, going, "How dare they say is this real? There was a work." Turned out everybody get worked. Wow. The master did. Grado worked everybody. It's beautiful. So a... you can't bury that, Alistair. I actually need to put our Grado for working everybody. Because, I mean, they say kayfabe's deed, do you know what I mean? Right, cool. I respect you for that. Brett... Did, I've got, sorry, before you move on, I've got a question. How did you come up with the story that you <laughs> Kendo Nagasaki? Was it because you thought that Kendo Nagasaki was maybe the only wrestler that they two will have ever heard of? Somebody bammed me up years ago and said they were at a British wrestler's funeral. And they said that Kendall Nagasaki turned up in a Bentley. And I went, you're joking, did he? And they went, no. They <laughs> banned me up. And then, you know that way I'm walking in? And they went, ah, talking about Kendall Nagasaki. I went, I met him at a funeral. Turned up in a Bentley. That's <laughs> <laughs> bad. Is that bad? Listen, to that. so uh, Kendall Nagasaki having, uh, having like a, it looked like a kind of all day breakfast thing in a, Co-op uh, food, but <laughs> I'm no lying. This is it. Uh, actually, it was like it was uh, maybe it was the morning a Universal uproar or something like that. It was, and he was having he was in a wee a wee 
just in the wee food bit in, in the feel, kind of fucking Tesco like, or the Colby's manager. I feel like this guy, right? I remember just quick, but I went to a health and safety conference in Aberdeen once, right, with these two youth workers. Mm-hmm. One of the youth workers was ex army, right? And he started telling this <laughs> story about how he was in the army, right? He started telling this story about how he was in the army, and the other guy that was there, he was a kind of gimp, right? And he's telling the two years the gimp and me, he's like, I fucking can't remember where it was. It wasn't Vietnam, but it was something like that. And he was gone, and this happened, and there was blood everywhere and all this, right? And then, see when we, and I was only young, but see when we got to the conference thing, I was paired off with a gimp, right? Right. And something came up, and then that guy started going, the gimp started going, I will see what I was in the army back in the day in Vietnam, and he started telling the story. <laughs> he said, and I'll never ever forget it, and I feel like that guy now. <laughs> oh my God. I can see a funeral. Eh, no. Brett says, he wants to bury Eva Marie coming back to WWE. They get rid of talent just to bring back somebody that bad mouth the company constantly. No wonder people are turning off WWE and going to AEW. Listen, as I said last week, her being brought in has got nothing to do with anybody getting released. Don't be ridiculous. Ain't WWE are like you think WWE are like that? It'd be nice to bring somebody in, but fuck man, we're out of money. We'll need to uh, we'll need to cut somebody. Last in, first out. Don't worry about that. Nothing to do with that. Me, DC, wants to bury the endless telling tales of misery and wrestling on Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, that's a bad uh, one for Dark Side of the Ring, Gredo. The endless telling tales of misery and Dark Side of the Ring. Well, I don't know, because what well, it's called Dark Side of the Ring. I get his point. It is depressing. However, there was good bits that came out of that, especially the Brian Pillman one. Aye, it's a horrible story, but the story that his wee boy is now wrestling and following... You know t- the right footsteps that his father took, and then there was the wee auntie, the wee auntie who, who was uh, Brian Pullman's sister, and she's overlooked over on internet. And now she's got a fucking t-shirt and pro wrestling tees. There was a nice story that came out of that. I don't know how nice it's going to be when Nick Gage is when this week, but I see where he's coming from. But I love it. I love all that dark shit. Uh, however, media see wants to put over anybody who eventually puts together a bright side of the ring that celebrates the genuinely funny, inspiring, and ultimately positive side of wrestling. Would you watch that, Gredo? Well, what do we see about his side of wrestling? No. That's shite. You want to watch something about the positive side of wrestling? Oh, uh, aye. Well, what about Booker T? Booker T? You want to watch something that was about a joyful story about the but, time, um, like for example, the end of the WrestleMania, where the two two best mates, uh, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit, both. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Strike that. Uh, Billy wants to put all the RuPaul's Drag Race. He says he's bird goat is into it. What? Well, oh, I. This is Billy, right? Oh, I put a uh, uh, fucking mad RuPaul's Drag Race, man. My bird goat man, yeah, and now I'm binging it. I was wondering, boys, what was your drag queen names? Would would he be? Mm, I like the likes of there's a guy on my Facebook that does drag and he calls herself, he calls his, his drag names like Patty Odors. I like that. Something, something like that. Good. Mine would be Florence Nightingale. Ah, that's easy. That's easy I'd mine me. should be Steph. No, that's my bird's name. It's a bit awkward. Stephanie. Steve. Gradina. 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 Oh, Gradina. What would yours be? Gradina. Gradine. 
Gredin. Gredin. Gredinner. Mm. I've always liked the name Champus. Champus Divine. So Gradius Divine. There's mine. Gradius Divine. Beautiful. Uh, Billy wants to put Barry AEW, however, for pretty much confirming Orange Cassidy is the number one contender, meaning his match with Pac will have zero heat. And he wants to put out Cesaro because he's just brilliant right now. I hope he gets a holiday belt this Sunday to pay-per-view, but I know better than to get any <coughs> hopes up. Do we think Cesaro is going to beat Roman Reigns? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Seth Rollins well. is going to get involved, right? Mm, no, more chances to one of the Usos. Like, Jimmy's come back in now, so there's more mm. chance of Jimmy, because this whole thing with Jimmy and Jay and Roman going on. Yeah, yeah, that's the dynamic, in it? Giza Gobble de Gukas wants to put old Drew's new book being released. Loves a good wrestling book. Looking forward to this one. Hoping for a good number of Scottish wrestling stories. Well, there's a lot of Grado stuff in it, isn't there, Grado? Uh, Grado in the Drew McIntyre book. Have I told you what it says in the Drew book? Aye, you have. Right. You're barely on it. Uh, what was it? Even Grado, who, who, was, who was a big baby face at the time, he was booed. <laughs> There's your you apparently, apparently, you're mentioned more than once, by the way. The, apparently, the bibliography is fucked up. It's only got you down once, but you're mentioned a lot more often in the book oh. than is in the back. I have been Wait a minute, have you not much. read it, Grado? No, I just looked, I went to the end and just looked up G and then fucking went to it, and it, that's what it said. Why have you not... One of your mates became the WWE champion and released a book. Why would you Listen, mate, that? come on. Look at the books I've got up there, mate. I've got fucking... I've not read a, a, a fucking line in any of these books. I've not read a book since, I'd say, 2014 on the Night Shift, Andy Gorham's. Right, so you read Andy Gorham's book, but you wouldn't read your mate's book. I'm go- I'll get ruined it. See, you're making me... You're, well, I'm looking, I'm painting it to be a horrible person this podcast tonight, man. So breaking news, by the way, breaking news, Drew has been confirmed as the face of WWE 22K. Has he? Wow. Uh, right, let me put this out to the world. Grado, can you get Drew to sort me and you both out with free copies of the game? Aye. Since aye. he's on the cover of it. I think we should get free signed copies off him, right? Aye. Right. right. There we go. Take some uh, more. See if we can get a signed one. Hey, yeah, oh, you see if we can get a sign one to give away as a, a, a gift on the show as well. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. You're, You're right. right into this tonight. Who, me? I didn't think you'd be asked tonight. Mate, I'm full of beans. You're time. full of... Stephen says he wants to put her grado going to be a dad. Full of that what the show biz. I mean, treated like a fucking champion all day, man. They go, like, ah, what do you want for breakfast, Mr. Florence? I'm going to say Mr. Florence. Robert, what do you want for breakfast? What do you want? Do you want a wee umbrella? Do you want Just a wee best. cup of tea and all that? It's the best, best, man. Being treated like a king, man. I felt um, like Randy Orton today. I did. I was saying that to everybody. You've got me feeling like Randy Orton today. I was saying. <laughs> they were all like that. I could hear them going, who's Randy Orton? To each other. <laughs> uh, Stephen wants to put, are you going to be a dad? It means you can do the midnight feeds and actually watch some live wrestling for a change. Uh, well, uh, do you know you were talking a little bit about the old wrestling, like how you, we can't watch it? Peter John's sitting up there. John watches fucking every hour. I mean, look at him. I'm fucking half asleep. Look at the Listen, I've done one radio show, and this is my second podcast of the day. So, they don't, I, I can't. You've done the same. So, I can't. oh mate, I, I've we've done a graph today, son. We've done a graph today. A working man. I feel it's vulnerable. Good it's good to be a working man. No, had anyone with an umbrella hand as breakfast and all that either. Stephen <laughs> wants to bury the Macho Man documentary on biography. What an utter. Disgrace. 
They buried him as a paranoid drug addict. And letting gorgeous George tell that story about him having hidden cameras in our house and being a creepy voyeur was so disrespectful. Poor, poor stuff. Oh, come on. Right, come on, son. Um, Get out of it, come on. I, no, I, feel I just bad. Want to, I want to close this section by putting over uh, the fact that Davy Blaze is also uh, about to become... Is this true? A farmer. Absolutely it's true. He's a big fucking river. That was the first thought that... It came to my mind was he's at it. And then I go into the station this morning and one of the boys who's a wrestling fan went, is uh, David Blaze ripping? I was like, it's funny. I want to actually message him. By the way... Message him him the new. Message him right now because I've went, congratulations on it. Proud to announce I'm going to be a daddy. And I went, congratulations. Like that, cheers, mate. No, that. There's no way. It's a rib. (laughs) The old day, I love Davy man. Right, the last message that he t- texted me in July last year. Great old mate, is wrestling daft finishing? Why did they say that? I don't know. Um, I'm just checking his latest Instagram. His latest Instagram's nothing mad about being a father. It's actually just dogs are honestly one of the most amazing animals on this planet. I love him so much. <laughs> I love him so much. Uh, but that's so. So we can get him on next week. You can talk about it. Well, let's find out the truth behind let's it, right? Let's go on and we'll we'll have a daddy chat next week. Mm-hmm. I'll give you some tips, boys. Right? You know, you all, all you need to do is come to Rab Florence and he'll sort you out. I'll give you some tips. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the part of the show now where we invite you, the listeners, to do a run-in. Come on the show, talk some wrestling, ask us a question. This week, we introduce... The man they call Omar. I wonder if this is Omar Arno that's from Mexico and he's a, and he's a policeman now. No joke. Omar. Hey. How are you doing, you Omar? Oh, good boys. This is surreal. Welcome to the show, big man. It's nice to be here, I will say. Welcome hey. to the show, Chief. What's happening? Not much. I've just eaten a prawn Rogan Josh while well, I'm halfway through. Yes, man. Hey, I need to be honest, I don't usually have prawns in a curry. Right, can I cut you off already? Go on. Um, So I've got um, May's Kitchen tattooed on my back. It's my favourite Chinese takeaway. Of course. Uh, It's got the phone number underneath it. Anyway, major development in this. They've actually changed their name to the Spicy (laughs) Walk. What? They've changed their name to the Spicy So this... You know, I'm like, what are they here? Like a cover up? What's the crap? They're not consult you about this. No, I went down to get some answers, <clears throat> and um, I went in there. And you know, the last time I went into May's kitchen, I actually when I got the tattoo, I was a bit nervous about going back to May's kitchen because I was a bit like, oh, this is a bit awkward. I've got a tattoo. Right, right. Away. You know that way I didn't want. To, I, I avoided yep. it for months because I got the tattoo. However, eventually I went in and I was given it the kind of. Uh, and they didn't have any idea. You know that way? I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's me. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> no, I apologize. Like, he's why I see my... No, like, so I showed him the tattoo, and I'm thinking, 
oh man, it's got to be really embarrassing if they offer me free food because it looks like I'm asking for free aye, food. Aye, aye. You know that way. <laughs> uh, but you know what? They gave me fucking a bottle of Tango. That's what they gave me. And I'm thinking, I gave you my body. It's <laughs> advertisement space you've paid me a Tango, which I wasn't complaining about, but it did tickle me. The reason why I'm talking about it is this spicy walk is the bomb. It is the bomb, and they have released a new curry called the Malaysian curry, and it's got prawns <laughs> in it. And it, <laughs> will it, it is officially the in bit. I've had it twice. They've released a new curry called <laughs> the Malaysian curry. Well, you don't get that when you're here, rabbit. I've been waiting for Malaysia style. to finally hop on the curry train. I'm glad <laughs> they joined it. <laughs> so there you go. And that's just wanted to say that prawns. And a curry, oh my god! Did you make it yourself? I right, I did. It's it's from a jar from Audi, but their jars are are banging. Um, but it's because I try not to eat meat um, during the week. But then I watch that conspiracy. Or that oh, I know you're going to say conspiracy. It's fucked me. Because <laughs> I can't eat anything. <laughs> I was like, I'll stick to the prawns, but they're the worst. Mate, I stuck to that for about two weeks. I I, I, I went on my radio show and went, I give up seafood. I went, there was poor salmons, mm-hmm. there was poor haddocks, whatever the fuck, the, the cruelty. And then, I, again, it's like, you know, two weeks later, I totally forgot. First supper. Yeah. First supper, right? <laughs> you First know supper. Well, I'm not watching it. I've heard people say that. I've said, oh, I've seen that. I'm, I'm just not going to watch it. Just don't. Honestly, you'll feel better. You'll be you'll be fine without. So tell us about your wrestling uh, life, Omar, right? What, what's, what are you into? Uh, mm. How did you get into it? How did you get into wrestling? Uh, mine was, um, so I was watching my old man when I was younger, he used to watch and he used to always go on about how it was fake, but it just didn't matter to me. He's like, oh man, it's fake, it's bullshit, but it's like, it's fine, I love it. Um, but he used to record it. He'd never actually buy any of these like videos, but we'd have fucking cases of these videos just labeled what they were. But I remember Royal Rumble 95, I was only actually like two when it happened. So I probably... Don't actually remember watching it live, but that's the first one I remember. Shawn Michaels with the skin in the cat and the over-the-top mm. rope. Then coming back to beat British Bulldog, because he, he pulled me. Because I started supporting British Bulldog because he's English. And then, well, he's British. And then at the end, Shawn Michaels swerve. Actually, I hated him so much that I kind of loved him for it. And then I stuck. I was a Shawn Michaels boy from then on. Uh, so you've always loved you've always loved Shawn Michaels? Yeah, forever and always. Listen, he's my man. He's handsome, isn't he? He's really handsome. <laughs> I heard you talking about that last week. I've seen that clip, and yes, he's unbelievably what, handsome. He's uh, a bit of a fool from Grace, I will say, but he is a handsome boy. Well, I mean, have we have we ever properly got to the bottom of what happened to Sean Michael's eye? <clears throat> yes, he talked about it in that Brett and Sean documentary. You know where they just sat across each other, like bitching at each other. Yeah, he said, mm-hmm. I think he was wrestling Kane, and it was like a clothesline or something stupid, and it just popped his eye and, and wow, that's it. And scary. It, it was just messed up yeah Jeez, apparently it's something really small I, I don't know I, I, where do you make his hair these days <laughs> like, I don't want to slag the boy I mean I he's, he's still he's, off in a hat I will say I think he still looks great he still, but, looks, he still looks but good. do you know but, no, but do you know think like it's like I remember Scotty Too Hotty turned up in Aberdeen way um, way a baldy and Marty, G- Marty Gennetti, Marty Jones, mm-hmm. old British wrestler, was backstage and he was giving it. You fucking, you've killed your gimmick. You fucking cheating <laughs> your fans. I was going to say, you're cheating your fucking fans. You killed your gimmick. 
and it was, you know, that way sometimes when a wrestler does get a cut their hair or whatever, it's not the same. I don't know, it's weird how wrestling fans, like, I'd take that to heart. Like, did he still wear the hat with a hole in there? No, <laughs> no, nothing going through it. No, no, no. Oh, that's deep. I must say, it was good. I mean, I wrestled him, but it would have been better if he had spiky hair, you know, that way. Mm. <laughs> it's like Vader wrestling in his trackies. It's like, come on. Uh, so, so what Yanti just knew, Omar? Um, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm like you, like where it feels like half of my wrestling life is just watching wrestling documentaries and not really, right. <laughs> not really bothering with the actual wrestling. But I do. I catch. I keep up with AEW, um, and NXT to an extent. I'm, I'm a pay per view boy basically. That's about it. Right. Yeah. When you see when you're a grown man, right? When you're a grown man, the pay per views are about as much as you can regularly yeah, handle. Twenty right? hours of this shit every week, and it's hard to keep keep track, but. Like I like New Japan. Like, I like New Japan, but I'll keep track for like the G One and Wrestle Kingdom, and that's it, really. Right. And then I'm, I'm an adult, it. right? This is essentially it. I'm a I'm a grown man, an adult. I'm in my forties. I can't be fucking looking at the way these fucking assholes are dressed in NXT. Can't be doing it. I can't be yeah. spending. I can't be going like that to my wains. No, Daddy has to watch the way these assholes are cutting about, dressed with their with fucking hats and stupid sunglasses on. But and NXT. <laughs> Who are you referring to? Well, who's um, that? Well, I'm, I'm referring to them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> referring to them, really. I'm referring to the way they all cut about. You know, actually, I put out, I put out a tweet today, right? Hmm. And then, um, and then I deleted the tweet, but it was a Kyle O'Reilly tweet. I put out just, just how he was standing in the ring with a hat on, and a pair of glasses, and like a <clears> denim jacket, and a stupid t-shirt, and a fucking. And I, I tweeted. What's happened to wrestlers? I said, with a picture right? of him. And then I felt bad and deleted it because I was like, I'm no, but why? I mean, what the fuck, man? They're cutting about like guys that are just cutting about a tea in the park. Can he, can he look at this? What do you feel about, about Walter? Because he's one, of, he's probably my favorite wrestler at the moment. Now, I think he balances that line of looking like a scary monster, but then you see him next to like Braun Strowman or like Roman Reigns and he does not look so good. No. It worries me to say this, right? I'm going to finally say what my problem with Walter is, right? Mm. And it worries me to say it because I feel like if I ever met him in real life, he would just he would just <laughs> obliterate me. He would just punch my head right off my shoulders, right? However, he's 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 the weirdest. He's the weirdest big guy I've ever seen in wrestling, right? Because he both looks like a big guy that would absolutely kill you, mm. and he looks like your wee brother. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I, I know exactly what he you mean. He looks like. Your daft wee brother that would be just kind of skulking about the house, going, "I'm just going into the fridge for some <laughs> snacks. We get any juice?" Do you watch people doing nothing? He just, I just don't think he's menacing. Really looking. I think uh, he's menacing looking. Right. I was very. He's good though. I like watching him. I like watching him smashing all these skinny wee boys about. I would. I would if watch them. If they him weren't all skinny and small, I feel like Walter's appeal would be lost. So I think there's something to be said for some of them being. That, well, that. absolutely. If Walter yeah. was to step into like kind of golden age, like WWE, WWF, mm. he would just look like you know you'd be mm. they'd be like, why have they brought their way in to work with him today? But, you know, but it's but the, the the world that we live in now. It was like, um, who's the boy that got injured on Raw? Humberto Carrillo. I'm, I mean, it's like I was what I need. Look, I can't say anything, right? But I was just looking, going, "Wow, that guy would never get on TV 15 years ago." It was just an observation, like, and so when you've got somebody like Walter who actually does legit look a bit 
different and he looks big and he's massive. He might not have the best body, but neither does, neither does Samoa Joe. Do you know what I mean? It just, it's, it's fucking, trust me, he's intimidating. See when he's wearing a pair of flip flops, fucking rolling rollies. I'm going, hey, what's well, my rollies? Fucking scared. Well, whatever he was smoking, he's an intimidating big man. You know what I mean? There was something happened between me and him. I don't know what it was. It was either, that I, I, I don't know if I had said something to his pal or whatever. And I remember just being, oh, I need to get away from this guy because he's going to punch my fucking face in that way. That way. I think I was slagging the promoter and the promoter was like his best mate and he'd heard about it. Mm. And he was kind of trying to tell, you know, the prom- stick up for the promoter. And I was just like, aye, you're right, man, aye. <laughs> <laughs> so, I bet he's lovely, though, really. Oh, yeah, I bet he's a lovely big boy. Mm. What, what do you think of AEW, Omar? I, I do rate it a lot. It's funny because I... <sighs> I sort of agree with you on, on quite a lot of things sometimes, but I disagree with others. Um, I feel like there's there's too much of the multi-man tag, like just flips Actions. and suicide dive shit. Yeah, the spot. Uh, this, it's just, you know it when you see it, but it's, it's desensitizing. But I think the main events and the feuds and these stories have actually been top. Um I think they're, they're doing well as far as building people, definitely. They've had some real... I was thinking about it this week, and they've had some real high points for a promotion that's no... They've not been around for that long, and they've actually got a reasonable amount of high points already. Well, do you know what? I, I, I don't know whether it's an age thing, but I watched something today where um, Darby Allen jumps off the ladder and goes and lands in his... Because Aaron moves at the road and he, he's fucking, his legs go through the ladders and I'm watching that going, God, you know, 20 years ago, I'd be oil that gone brilliant, but I don't know, I see that stuff now and I just went somewhere, oh, that's, oh, that looks sick. You know that way? I hope he's got his ankles strapped. So it's like a kind of thing about, you know, it's maybe a generational thing. I, mean, no, feel, I think how... Darby Allen definitely takes it to, to the to the limit, definitely. Aye. He's got charisma though, right? He's got charisma for mm. days, Darby Allen. What do you mean you don't like that phrase you know, for days? I thought it was some, do you know what I thought for I thought for days was just a kind of new Twitter thing, like for days. But it's actually no, because when I was also watching old stuff the other day, Buff Bagwell came out and went Abs for days. And I went, oh, <laughs> that's been about for the nineties. I thought that was just a kind well, of you know, way before then. It was Yolo. like you know, you know we we'll talk about Yolo. women having legs for days. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so, Jerry say that about Stacey Key, but I remember legs for days. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. How do you feel about the Young Bucks, Omar? I I, I rate the Young Bucks a lot, um, but as <laughs> as the more I see them, the less I, I I sort of I do rate them. To be honest, I feel like. I remember I went to see them live um, for, I think it was Fight Club Pro, them and Kenny Omega teamed up, and I thought they were the best act in wrestling. Like, them live, I thought they were amazing. Um, but again, it just, it, it desensitizes you when you watch them week in, week out. I, I feel like mm. before, when they weren't on telly every week, I could I could really enjoy it a little bit more, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Desensitized is De- my word of the week. Do you, feel, do you feel, Omar, like I feel sometimes that I, I would much prefer the shows if I was just watching the wrestlers smashing jobbers? <laughs> yes, and there I, I tell you what, I miss, I do miss. Because as a kid, again, you used to tune in and you'd watch, you know, someone getting absolutely battered by whoever they're trying to push. And even like back to like Scott Hall or Razor Ramon sort of, destroying a job every other week on Raw and then when you do have that like one two three kid moment once in a mm-hmm. in a million years it's it's the best right and yeah. hey, you're bang on 
Yeah. You're absolutely bang on. You've got you know, to set I've the always, expectations, haven't you? Right, yeah, I've always yeah. said this, but I, I, and I always said if I ever promoted a show and I did, and I've never done this, but I always think that the best way to start a show, never mind it, I think a squash match starting a show. I think that's always gets everybody going. Uh, big guy comes out, wee guy comes out, or maybe the other way about. Boom, 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 boom. The crowd's up. Oh, he smashed him, and then we get into. Listen, I remember when I was a wee guy, right, and I'd watch WWF superstars, right. And when when the big boss man came down to fight some jobber, the minute he walked in, I was like, the boss man's going to smash this guy. Mm. And then I watched it, and then the boss man did smash that guy, and then he left. And I was perfectly happy. I wasn't, you know what I mean? I, mm. I, I wasn't interested in watching, like, I don't know why, see a 25-minute-long, you know what I mean, back and forth match between mm-hmm. two of the superstars. I'm quite happy to watch, right, here comes Hulk Hogan doing to smash mm. this wee jobber. Mm. You know what I mean? And also you get a kick out. I just typed in because I know it's been brought up before, but the likes of, and the, the names as well. Remember the names that you would get for, for fucking um, jobbers? The Mulkies. You know what I mean? Aye, aye. The, the, just the random na- names, fucking Pete Patterson and all this. Kind of, I love, all, I love going back and seeing all that the, the shady names. And I, I, you just don't I, get that now. You don't. No, I, I think as well. Like you said, like you don't necessarily want to see that twenty-minute match. And I think we all want to see that, but we want to see it built to and building yeah. to it with twenty-minute half-ass matches every week. I think doesn't do anyone any favors. And then when you actually get to the pay-per-view, you feel like you've seen it fucking 30 times or whatever i think AEW's doing a good job of that though they're they're not doing the same thing that wwe <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just what names you found pork chop cash <laughs> kenny sodbuster j jake the milkman milliman <laughs> fucking love all this shit love you know chuck that. taylor's got like a whole list of these oh is he really I yeah, love yeah all that, fucking amazing oh, hardwood rich mahogany is my favorite <laughs> 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 Well, listen, Omar, thanks so much for jumping on. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. We need to come on again sometime mate, I know because that was, a good, that was a good chat. Come on again, mate. You're to. cool. Right. I thanks a lot, man. Right. Speak hey, soon. Take care, Omar, my man. Take care. In a bit, lads. Have a good one. Bye, 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 buddy. Bye. And if you want to be on the running, best bet is to sign up to our Patreon as our World Heavyweight Champs get first dibs, IC Champs get second, and Cruiserweight Champions get third. Get on patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft and get involved. We're a fantastic community. We love you. We love you very much. <laughs> come on board. Join the, join the, the gang. Are we getting bigger? Are our ratings getting bigger? Of course I'm not. <laughs> Woo! Well, there's loads more content at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Listen, there's bonus episodes up there. Gradle's WrestleMania memories, and we've got a new one on the way in the next couple of weeks with Rab. The best way to get involved is sign up to one of our tiers at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft because there's hundreds of extra content up there, including a Greg Hempel outtake from our sister podcast, Fit by Daft. We spoke about wrestling for five minutes. It couldn't fit in the, the, the Fit by Daft podcast, so we've stuck it up in the patrons. It's really good. It talks about Jeff Jarrett and Lionheart. So if you fancy that and becoming one of our patrons, Sign up now at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft as we'd love to welcome you to the roster. You just made the list! We love lists. That's why every week we do this feature on Wrestling Daft where we do we lists. I do a list, use their list, what do lists? You can vote for what you want us to talk about at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. This week we asked our patrons what they would like us to talk about and the vote was between John Cena's greatest moments. After it was announced, he's going to be coming back to WWE in the next couple of weeks, which is exciting. I'm sure he's going to be promoting Suicide Squad. Then there was Jonathan's suggestion of what wrestler would get Mace Nips at the dancing. And of course, of course the winner be. was which wrestler would get Mace Nips at the dancing. So it's like the top three best looking 
uh, wrestlers out there, right? So here we go. I'm going to do it. Number three has to be, he's fell out of the rankings a wee bit, obviously, over the years, a wee bit. But in his youth and all of that, number three, Shawn Michaels. Heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. They don't call him the heartbreak kid for nothing. He near broke my heart last week when I saw that video footage. I'm talking about Alan Shearer. I have never been so emotionally and romantically moved by a man talking about Alan Shearer <laughs> in my life. It was beautiful, wasn't it, Grado? He was absolutely stunning. The, the the best I've ever seen the way he looked. Uh, uh, he, um... Hi. Do you know what? I was, it's funny because I've been thinking about the JR clip as well. JR was the best I've ever seen him look as well. There was something weird about that. He'd shaved and stuff. Anyway. Number two for me is going to be... See, this is really, really difficult for me. I'll, I'll, I'll explain. I'm going to. I'm going to go on number two. He's from AEW. He's in AEW. He was in. Uh, he, he was in NWA before AEW, and it is Ricky Starks. I know who you're going to say is number one. I think Ricky Starks is uh, a great looking, a great looking young man. Uh, I think he's going to be a star. I've got him tipped to be a star, Ricky Stark. And uh, I, I just think. What do you think, him, John? I know you think Adam Cole is the best line guy. No, I, well, I mean, before you do your number one, I hope I don't want to put a spoiler, but Roman Reigns is a good-looking boy, yeah. you hear? Oh. Well, I've got a tie as number one. It's the first time I've ever done this. Oh. It's the first time I've ever had a tie as number one. My number three is the Heartbreak Kid. My number two is Ricky Starks. And the number one best-looking wrestler, the wrestler who get the mace nips at the dancing, is a tie between... Roman Reigns and Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. I've got Randy Orton up there as well. I mean, Roman Reigns is just... I mean, imagine you looked like Roman Reigns. Imagine you got up in the morning and you went... Imagine you, John, got up in the morning and went to Clyde to do the George Bowie show and walked into that office past all the guys and lassies that are all sitting there on their wee desks and you looked like Roman Reigns. Exactly like Roman Reigns. It would be amazing. How would that feel? How would that feel, John? How would it feel to walk into George Bowie? Because you know George Bowie does the tanning and he goes to the gym and all that. How would it feel to walk into George Bowie and look down at him inside Roman Reigns' body? It would be imagine being in Roman Reigns' body and just like do not that thought came out wrong. But like imagine like you're a guy that looked like Roman Reigns and like you served on at the co, like on the checkouts at the co or you know what I mean? Like, you're clearly getting a comment after the one, you know. Oh, I, I absolutely. If you, you're just like look like him and what what's an everyday job, you know. You wouldn't though. You wouldn't if you look like Roman Reigns. You you you, you wouldn't be in an everyday. Yeah, job. you wouldn't. Did, did, if somebody I, would look at you and go, "You need to be, you need to be some something like where everybody can see every week." You know what I mean? Can I can I say something? Mm-hmm. Did did I ever tell you about the game? That I started in TNA that fuck that really got me over with everybody. What right. Was it? I started asking everybody, right? You've got to shag a male wrestler. Gees your tote free. Now this started with me, JB, Spud, right? And at first it was like for fucks. Do you know that game went on for about four days and it was the most hilarious. <laughs> fucking game and it was funny right because we were all kind of seeing the same guys that were going 
you know, you have to, you have to fucking, fuck, you have to shag this guy. Who, who are you picking? Top three, and it was like the same ones I'm giving it. Hector Garza, yeah, I'd say, um, Mister Spectacular, he's gorgeous, and I'd say maybe uh, who was another one like Robbie? He was like a, quite a popular one. And it was hilarious. I mean, the May series of wrestlers answered this question, right? We made them do it. <laughs> but the fucking best one, right? Because we were to get it was all the same ones, you know what I mean? Maybe like EC3 and Robbie E. And anyway, it was all the same ones, right? And I remember we went up to Abyss and we're like, right, Abyss, you've got to fucking shag three guys in this locker room. Who are you shagging? And straight away he went, Josh Matthews. <laughs> Like it was so good. And he, he was so scared saying it. Josh Matthews, um <laughs> like, Josh It's like we were all saying things like and some folk were putting a funny spin on it, like, oh you would let fucking in fact I'm getting a shrag, it wasn't who you'd fuck, it was who you would let fuck you, right? So people were kind of saying like um a best man because he would just cuddle you and take care of you and all that kind of thing. But I'm just <laughs> Josh Matthews. Yeah, <laughs> uh, very funny. Listen, I have to say though, that's my top three, but there has to be an honorary mention here. And I didn't want to put it in because I knew you guys would rub me and all that, and you'd be like, oh. Rab fancies Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis. Uh, Nick, Nick Aldis has to get an honorary mention. I just kept them <laughs> off because I just I know he's he's a married man and all that. I just didn't want to make him feel awkward. That was why I kind of took him off the list. I just, but he, you know, he knows how I feel about him. Uh, so let's see what the punters are saying. Louise says Jack Jester. Now hold on. That is a thing you forget about. My big sister is always going on about how good Jester looks. Now hold on a minute. Uh, I know Jack Jester. <laughs> And Louise has got Jack Jester on her list. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. We'll see, right? Louise also said The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, and EC3. Yeah, EC3's handsome, I used to think. EC3's not for me, man. That's, that's not the kind of look. He's got too that, muscly for me, man. That's not the look I'd be into. There's two. Yeah, he's. <laughs> he was hacking when he had the curly hair as Derek Bateman, but see when he got it cut it short for EC3, man, he was looking good. Uh, John says Viscera because he's just a love machine. All right. Craig says Bobby Ball before his career in comedy. <laughs> um, Paul says definitely Kevin Nash. Aye. He's I didn't even think man. about Big Sexy. Aye. He's a stunning old guy, isn't he? He's a good-looking older man. Mm. And he was, listen, he was good lady locks and all that when he was... Mm -hmm. uh, Sam says Wardlow all day. Mm -hmm. Sean says The Rock. Need all to right. say more. Well, he says, Jungle Boy's a strap young lad. I assume he's getting all your attention, uh, the dancing for the lassies. So is what you call the British boy that are fucking terrible with names, man. Like I was in WOS with him. He's a handsome wee guy. No. Kip, what'd you call him? Kip um, Sabian. Kip Sabian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chrissy likes Big Miro. Mm. Uh, it's too, too manly. Handsome Rusev. Ian sure. says, Pillman Jr. to get the best mullet. He's a nice looking guy. I, I picked that up. And Andy says, could see young Scott superstar oh, Jason Reed getting his ass pinched with some horny middle-aged woman on their second hand out of the Tower Ballroom in Blackpool. Very specific. Handsome red-headed fella. Thomas says, it depends on the nightclub who would get the most nips at the dancing. He says, Undertaker would <laughs> would get more, more people nipping them at the cat house. With Shawn Michaels at Archaos. With Kevin Nash at Cushion. 
<laughs> Kevin Owens at the garage. <laughs> and it'd be Grado at campus. I <laughs> 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 uh, love that. And Scott says, Angel Garza. Yep, he is fucking... Oh. He's up at Toon Disco winching everything, big handsome boy. So he is. <laughs> it's time for another Wrestling Daft road story. We are wrestlers on the way back for a show, trying to pop each other using your stories that you send in. So let's get in the car and see what you've sent in this time. Let's see what happens when these two veterans get on the road. Mm. Start this car up here. Which drive through are we hitting the night, mate? Let's try Wendy's. Yeah, you know, any Chinese run about your bit that are any good you can recommend? Spicy walk, Malaysian curry, turbo chow mein. Wait a minute. What did you say there? Malaysian curry? It's the end thing. It's new. It's brand new, fresh. Have I heard uh, that before? I need to try that. I need to try that. Right, so uh, what, any stories around you can share with us, man? Let me take you back to about 2004. I was 16 fresh out of school and I landed myself a week in a Monday to Friday job. Weekend, weekends, they were all about the drinking, chatting up birds. It's the glory years of all young men, am I right, Rab? Aye. Well. So, one Friday night I'd just been paid, right? So me and my mate had this imagined planned. Consisted. Yeah, munchy box. Bought a buck fast. A few Bacardi Breezels, FIFA 04 on the Nintendo GameCube came I'm talking about. GameCube, mate. So this night, all gone good. Stuffed for the munchy box. Half cut and shouting to the telly. Like it's a real game we're watching, right? So just then I got a phone call. And it would not only change the night, but it would scar me for many a year to come, Rob. Mm. Now another mate in this house party in the next game, he tells us that there was a few tasty birds there. Alright. Now, I was not up for it, mate. Belly for like a barb and bucky. My belly was telling me to stay in the couch, but... They twist my arm and off we go down the street. So I guess there upon arrival, it turns out the lassie that lived in the flat was notorious and had been texting me for a wee while. It went a wee bit cold, man, so in we goes. The tunes are on the go, everybody's pushed with not a care in the world. Not a care, mate. Not a care. So I'm in the kitchen, right, I'm talking to my wee mate. And the lassie comes up and starts asking, why do you do no text? Why do you no text me anywhere? We shoot the shit for a wee bit, we wee while, right? Yeah. Next thing she asked me to come to her bedroom, and I'm thinking, here we go, we're on to it, will Oh, God. Then she says to my mate, you tay. <sighs> so we both look at each other, mate, we're going, what the fuck? But my mate assures me it's all good, and come on. <laughs> so, fuck me. He <laughs> <laughs> just read the next really, man. So, <laughs> John, what the fuck? So we all end up in the bed, winching, and getting all touchy-feely. Is this you, Grado, or is this a guy? This is not me, this is not my story, and... So this wee bird gets completely naked, and says we've to tag team. So a quick rock, paper, scissors later, and he was always winning these. So my mate's up first. Next thing she's pissed off and shouting at my mate is he was far too gone and he couldn't rise to the occasion. So she invites me 
Frasho at the title. Now, by this stage, by the the combination of too much drink, a munchy box, and nerves starting to swirl in my head, which ends up in me spewing oil the bed, which leads to her screaming. Everybody piles into the bedroom to see what's going on, and it was a total brasser. All the lassies pile in to console their pal, covered in sickness, and one shouts, she's going to get her big brother down to do us in. So we get out quick smart. Luckily I was still clothed, but my mate was doing to his big white scants and his drunken airs couldn't have finished clay, so we walked back to his in the middle of the night. I'm covered in sick. He's staggering along the way with no clays on. To tap it off, we go to his street and he farts and follows through with a night. Steve 292. Let's get something straight here. Right here. Tell them, Gredo. This, I don't think this is a platform <laughs> for folk to tell us about getting a hole when they were young. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Am I being... No, I think you're right. We, listen, we, we are... It's difficult for people to understand this. We are pillars of the community, Gredo, right? You understand what pillars of the community is. Grado plays golf with fucking Andy Gorham and all that. <laughs> right? Grado is a pillar of the community. Right? I, I am going to be working with Barbara Rafferty, a legendary Scottish actress this week. We are pillars of the community. We can't be coming on this podcast and reading out your filth. I'm not and- going to sleep tonight. It's no, it's just no right. It's just no right. You you need to dig deeper into your psyche and gears, you know, gears the stories that are really going to tickle us and, and make us laugh. Um because I think that's might impress us. I mean, we are we are we are I know. What I mean, what's going on here? These days of this kind of laddishness is over. We is is Gredo really supposed to stand there on on a on a putting green beside Andy Gorham? Beside the Ian Durant of the world, mm-hmm. and say, "I mean, we hear this. He was wearing these big white pants, and he done a fart, and he followed through." And Grado, think that's going to impress Ian Durant? Mm. I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. No, go a bit disgusting, mate. Go a bit. Go a bit. If you have a wrestling daft road story, it doesn't have to be in today with wrestling. Which you know, let's be honest, it never is. Just a funny story about your life that will pop us. Drop us a DM on Twitter at Wrestling Daft or on the Facebook page. And that, that story was from who? Steve292. Steve292. Thanks, Steve, for your contribution. It's time talking? for us to pick our listener of the week, Gredo. Steve292. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am going to put it out there that we should give it to the guy who said um, that... The guy who said in the list of Wrestling Daft... That it depends on the nightclub. Undertaker, the cat, Sean Michaels, Archaos, Kevin Ash, Cushion, Thomas. You are the listener of the week. I am knackered, Gredo. It's been a great show. Boss, mate. It's like one of, this reminds me when I used to work in the fire service and I'd do the night shift and tell everybody like my fucking. You know that way you tell everybody your secrets and that, and then you aye. wake up the next day and go, "Fuck, why did I do that?" Aye, aye, exactly, exactly. It's been one of these shows, but it's been. 
you know, what, what, what we learned, what we learned here, Grado, we've learned that even when we're knackered, right, even when we're all knackered, all three years, we have delivered the greatest wrestling podcast that there is on the internet, even knackered. Uh, so last thing I just want to say, make sure to, sh- make sure to check Thank out, sure. Make, sure, make sure to check out friend of the show, Jeff Jarrett's podcast. Wow. Uh, get rave reviews here, and I'm going to be catching up this week. Um, so make sure to check out Jeff's podcast and uh, Grado up up the road now. It's yourself, right enough. Up the road, John. Up the road. Oh, get to bed. Get oh, to bed, John. And we'll see you next week down the line. Audio Frontier. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.